I'm very excited to announce the launch of the brand new Learn to Mediate Online Academy. I created the Academy to provide all of my popular webinar training programs, which I gave live as on-demand, learn-at-your-own-pace downloadable courses. Um, so right now, you can go to learntomediateonline.com to access the Academy. I have available the Learn to Mediate Online training program, which gives you the ethical and practical considerations of conducting your mediations online. Uh, there is also a link to the Social Media Musts for Professionals program, which is your ultimate guide to the who, what, where, why, and when of posting on social media, and also my do-it-yourself website builder program, which allows you to finally take charge of your own website and make it work for you. So go to learntomediateonline.com and check out the Academy. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I wrote the book that I want. I wish I had. I wish I had decades ago. But I mean, basically, my story is very simple. I was in a 12-year relationship with a wonderful man who I deeply, deeply loved. I wanted to get married. Don't miss the irony of that being this a divorce show. <laughs> I wanted to get married. And he didn't. And that was it. And it was really like that for most of our relationship. And I stayed, even though in my heart of hearts, I knew that he was never going to change. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today it is a very special occasion because Jill Sharer Murray is in the house, figuratively, but in the house. I'm so <laughs> excited. I've been looking forward to having my friend Jill here with me today. Um, for those of you who follow me, you know how much I love Jill. Um, I first mm. met her two years ago, I think, from... Uh, I found without knowing her, without knowing anything about her, I was going and looking through TED Talks and I found this TED Talk called The Unstoppable Power of Letting Go. And I mean, who doesn't stop with a title like that and watch, <laughs> right? I, I was unstoppable in having to watch that. I loved the TED Talk. And let me just point out to you, over two and a half million people have loved this TED Talk. And as soon as it was done, I sent, I went to her website, still didn't know her, sent her an email begging, would you please <laughs> consider coming on my podcast at the time? And thinking I was never going to hear a word. And five minutes later, I get the <laughs> most lovely email back from her saying that she'd be delighted to be on the podcast. Yes. And, oh, and we had so much fun. So let's just start here with welcome to Jill Sherry. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Susan Guthrie. I am so happy to have this conversation with you now, like actually live for an entire 
cadre of human beings to be able to listen in on our our silliness and our importance important subject matter. Well, that's what I love that because we do what people don't know is Jill and I text each other and send Instagram messages to each other all the time. Jill yeah. helped me with my roots during the, during COVID. Hey, she got me. That's very important. You know, you got to love your girlfriends who can get you the spray on blonde. You know, so. Yes. Yes. All but about it. Jill is Jill and I. I mean, so we we were on the first podcast. You were on Breaking Free, a modern divorce yes. podcast, my first show, and then we actually got to meet in person, which yes. was it was going to be coffee turned into hours of hanging out yeah. in the hotel, drinking coffee, and and making a new best friend. Um, For sure. Yep. Yeah. And since then, it's it's just gone on. And, you know, more again, people who follow me will know I'm going to hold up now. Jill just recently released her new book, which is follows up on the TED Talk and goes so far beyond it. It is just big, wild love. Uh, it's only been out since May and mm-hmm. it's a number one bestseller on Amazon. You just told me it's a bestseller on Audible. On Audible. On Audible. Which I love. And and just for those of you who like to listen to books, Jill actually is the voice of Audible for her book. So you can uh, get to know so her. So much fun. So much fun. One of I the remember most when you and to do fun that. things I ever did ever in my whole life. For anybody listening who's on divorce and wants to write a book and then wants to do like, don't miss that. Just so much fun to being hearing the sound of my own voice for two full days in the studio. But it was so much fun because it was like, I was really getting to like talk it to people, you know, like I felt like I was sitting across a kitchen table with these people that I so wanted to just, you know, put my arms around and be like, Oh my God, I so get you, please listen. And then, you know, my friends, my friends make fun of me because I'm always saying, I think I was born to tell people what to do. <laughs> I don't think I necessarily was, but hey, if my pain and heartbreak, you know, can help somebody else avoid that or figure something out sooner than I was able to do, that's a good day. That's a good couple of days for me. And getting in that studio and being able to speak it out loud was just really, it was powerful for me. And I mean, I hope it's powerful for people who listen because it really you know, listening to audiobooks really is kind of a intimate experience, right? It's like this other person's voice in your ear really talking to you. So I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Well, and it lets people, I encourage people to get the audible version because it gives you that, that a little extra something, especially knowing that Jill's reading her own book. I love it when it's the author. Usually love it when it's the author. Some authors should not read their own books because right. they can't read well. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, right. It's, exactly. And hey, no judgment. Like you don't want me balancing your checkbook or doing <laughs> any spreadsheet of any kind whatsoever. Or you don't want me doing your gardening. Like there's so many things I'm just terrible at. But, you know, when you feel like there's something you should be doing and you're actually sort of good at it, you know, you embrace it. And um, yeah, I love that. And so I'm so I'm so thrilled that people are getting the audiobook. That just fills me with joy. 
really does. Yeah, well, the book and the audio book. Yeah. So, and, and that's one of the things I want to encourage people to do who are going to listen to this show. Um, we're, you know, we have a half hour show. We're going to talk about some of the high level um, concepts mm-hmm. in Jill's TED Talk and her book, which really mm-hmm. builds on the, I think, to another level of what you were yeah. able. TED Talks are 18 minutes, 15, 18 minutes. I mean, the book mm-hmm. gets got to go much deeper. But get the book, listen to the book, because there's I've read it a couple of times. And if you saw, I have two <laughs> so copies good. of it. I've been so lucky. Um, and it's all, you know, dog-eared and underlined and starred. And we'll talk about a couple of my favorite parts. But there's so much in here. And I really think the very first thing that jumped out at me is that concept of letting go. So this goes right back to two years ago when I was scrolling mm-hmm. through the yeah. YouTube feed of TEDx, right? What leapt out to me was that concept of letting go because so many people, myself included, have mm-hmm. trouble with it. And certainly for listeners who um, of the show who are facing divorce, have just gone through divorce, have spent all this time now looking on the past and seeing a failure or trying to decide if they need a divorce, th- that letting go mm-hmm. can be what stops them from moving forward Mm-hmm. now or at any point in the future it's such an important part of this and you have through your own experience mm-hmm. which you yeah. share very generously people <laughs> yeah. you're gonna know a lot more about jill she is a lot well because you're you are brave i mean you really share things that a lot of people would not let out there in the world um to in order to help other people with this this concept. And one of the things that I know will help people is also seeing what letting go has done for you. Yeah. And you're you're free with that in your stories, too. But, you know, I think the first place to start for people would be your story. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I know, again, 30 minute show, we can't right. go, go in right. so read the book or, or listen to the TED talk. But, you know, at a high level, tell uh, my listeners what brought you to the concept of letting go in its power. It's unstoppable yeah. power. It's unstoppable power. Yes. Yes. And so many, so many things to say about that. I mean, you know, I, I wrote the book that I want, I wish I had, I wish I had decades ago, but I mean, basically my story is very simple. I was in a 12 year relationship with a wonderful man who I deeply, deeply loved. I wanted to get married. Don't miss the irony of that being this a divorce show. (laughs) I wanted to get married and he didn't. And that was it. And it was really like that for most of our relationship. And I stayed, even though in my heart of hearts, I knew that he was never going to change and he was never going to want what I did. And so... Um, year after year went by and I found all the reasons in the world to either accept, try to make myself accept that reality or to figure out how I could change him, win him over, right? I'll be prettier. I'll be thinner. I'll be smart. I'll be more accommodating. I'll accept less. I'll show him that he'd be missing out on the time of his life, blah, 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 until I had a monster, huge, gargantuan epiphany, which I talk about in my TEDx talk and in greater detail in my book. And I realized I could not unsee that epiphany and I would actually have to take the action that I longed for 12 years. I would never have to do. And that was let go of him. And I knew that if I let go of him, but I kept everything else in my life, that slope was way too slippery for me. And I knew that I could not stay in my beloved city of Chicago 
with him there because there was too much of our life intersected there. I knew that I had to clean break it at age 41, right? So, you know, letting go age 41. Okay. First of all, there was a study a million years ago in Newsweek that you have a better shot of like, I think what it is being killed by a terrorist than getting married if you're over 40, A. B, I remember that. I mean, you know, my, 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 the backside of me was not as tiny as I would have liked, right? I, w- I was out of the dating scene. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the last time I was dating, I was, what, 29? So I was in my 20s. And, you know, now I'm in my 40s and I'm starting all over. And I'm letting go of the relationship. I'm letting go of my condo and my job and my friends and my estheticians and my dog walkers and my hair salon and my, like, all my people's to start all over midlife. And, you know, it was, it was a long time coming and it was something that I knew that I needed to do. And it was really hard. You know, I'm not going to say that letting go is easy. It's not. But in the process of letting go, I really found myself. And You know, there were so many voids in that process that I was forced to sit in. And that is where all the magic happens. But I think, you know, it's getting to a place where you're just so incredibly, um, you so had enough that you really need to create change. And then as you move through that change, like, you know, nobody changes from, um, you know, zero to a thousand. I mean, change happens over time in incremental bites, but we don't ever think about it that way. So letting go becomes so big and hard. But I let go. I moved back to the East Coast where I was from and decided I was going to have a happy life no matter what. And then I started to date again. And then I dated very differently than I ever dated before in my past. And I wound up meeting the man who would be my husband. And, you know, we've been married now for 14 years, almost been together about 15, a little over 15. And so, you know, who knows, but letting go is a skill that works like across every possible aspect of our lives. And it's actually something we do every single day. We just don't do it consciously. We don't pay attention to when we're doing it or how we're doing it or why we're doing it. But once you figure out how to use it, like any other tool, um, it becomes very powerful and it really does make you like unstoppable in terms of what do you want uniquely from your life? So, um, big fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of worked for you. It um, works. Well, but that's the key to all of this, right? That's why the the TED Talk is so powerful. That's yes. why Big Wild Love is so powerful. And, and we were talking just a moment ago and I want to, I want to dive into this Big Wild Love And then Mm -hmm. the unstoppable power of letting go. People misunderstand what you are talking about when Mm -hmm. you say big wild love. I've had people comment to me that they think your book is about going out and finding, like you just told the story, you found your new husband dating after you you Mm -hmm. left Hector. Um, It's it's not, is it? No, no, it's not. Big wild love is really the love story that I was looking for with myself. It's, it's a form of self-love. So, you know, we think, we talk a lot about self-love. Self-love is I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to, I'm not going to take this behavior. Maybe we'll see. It's, it's not always that deep 
inner sort of journey work that I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is self-love with intention. So letting go is all about risk, okay? This is the best way I can say it. If you are not ready to take a risk, because when I let go of my relationship, there were no guarantees I was ever going to meet anybody else. When I let go of my job, there was no guarantees I was going to find another job that was going to be as good or give me what I wanted. There are no guarantees when we let go. So if we don't have the big wild love we need in order to take the risks associated with letting go, we'll never do it. And so that big wild love is really all about who am I? And what do I believe is possible for me? And what do I believe I deserve? And as I was doing that work, because I had, you know, again, 41, and I'm like, I, I dated really poorly in my life, with the exception of Hector, the last one. But I mean, it was terrible. Like, I think about some of my relationships and what I took, and I was like, dear God, if any of my friends, if I was watching any of my friends, I would be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Like, why are you accepting this? Right. And so I needed to really find that love story with myself first, because if we get to the edge of the cliff and we look over and we don't see a safety net, we're never going to jump. Yeah. We have to understand that we are the safety net. Big wild love is putting the ground under our feet. It's understanding all the reasons why we do the things that we do, choose the things that we do, invite in what we do so that we can take control. All these things that happen in our subconscious, we need to get very conscious about them and then recreate the beliefs, the thought patterns, the ideas, the, the experiences, the you know other people's voices in our head, the voices of convention, our ex or our mothers who are telling us certain truths you can't see me on radio but i'm doing i'm putting uh quotation marks rabbit ears. truth but we get to choose all of those things and and that's what self big wild love is it's choosing your truths so that your truths work for you and then making those truths so reflexive that when you go out into the world to make choices for yourself you're automatically making choices that are always in your best interests and that means you're not settling you're not choosing men who you are impulsively attracted to because they are familiar because they trigger old wounds that you know really well and limiting beliefs but you're actually making choices based based on a new empowering set of beliefs and tools and ideas and honoring your voice above all others knowing that you get to choose the kind of life you want to have nobody else has a say in it and you define you and you define what's real and acceptable and most importantly you know that by doing all of these things what you want in any aspect of your life is infinitely available to you and you are worth it. And yeah. that's what big wild love is. And if you can cultivate big wild love with yourself, then you begin to attract in big wild loving partners because non big wild loving partners, drama loving partners, game playing loving partners, um, disingenuous partners do not want to be with a big wild loving person. Because a big, wild, loving person will not have 14 seconds for them the minute they realize that they are not big, wild, loving themselves. So in the spirit of like attracts like. And so that's what big, wild love is. And I love that you have given me the opportunity to clarify that because it's so very important because it's the, it is the most important thing to have in order to be able to ever let go of anything. Yeah. And, and, and that's significant to let go of anything, right? Anything. Because I think that 
people and certainly people who are listening to this are looking at um, having to let go. You know, when you get divorced, you let go of a a lot of things. Um, But the biggest thing that you let go of, I think, or the biggest thing that's hardest to let go of is that that vision of a future that you thought you were going to have, right? You saw a, f- a mm-hmm. future with Hector, yeah. right? A married mm-hmm. future where he was finally going to come around because your butt got small enough or <laughs> right, right. whatever it was that he needed, <laughs> you were going to get right. there and he was going and you saw right. this rosy future ahead. And that's what I hear so often from people mm-hmm. who are getting a divorce, thinking about a divorce, have gone through divorce. I talk to people who have been divorced for five, 10 years, and they are still right. in that play. They have not let it go. And yes. you know, so that's what I, th- I think is so powerful because mm-hmm. the only person who is losing in that entire scenario, right, is, is the person mm-hmm. who's unable to let go. Your own inability to let go is what is holding you in that miserable place. And your, right. your book sets out it, it, the other thing about the book that I think is is so wonderful is this is it, it tells your story. And I, I will repeat again, Jill is very generous mm-hmm. in her sharing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what mm-hmm. makes it very impactful for people mm-hmm. reading it, because the your people I promise you, you're going to read it and go, oh, yeah, I did that. Or, oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. recognize that. Right. But you don't stop there. You then have step-by-step sort of action tips for people to go through. So explain how you built out sort of the, the process. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court, and there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Jill Scherer murray on how finding your big wild love is the key to letting go. If you are holding on to an ex, it is a distraction. It is a productive distraction for you. It may be a distraction that is keeping you from doing the work in, in the mirror that you need to do to understand why you chose that situation and what you need to take away from it so that you can finally let go of it and begin to move forward. 
If you are enjoying this episode, check out You Got This Mama and Daddy, balancing it all with the ultimate boss mama, Erica Rothenberger. And I don't believe there's a perfect balance. So if you're listening to this today, you're like, oh, well, she has the secret formula or she's going to give me the keys to success. I don't have it all. It's usually a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, slow and steady improvements of finding those efficiencies, finding better ways to make sure I'm making what is important priorities. And now we return to today's show. First of all, if you are holding on to an ex, if you're holding on to the illusion, again, I'm, I'm quoting, <laughs> if you're holding on to the illusion and, and what we create in our minds that, you know, that we do, I think, as a survival mechanism, truly, that keeps us, it's all about keeping ourselves safe. We know the situation we're in, and as long as we're there, even if it sucks, but we know it, so we're safe. And so we're free to have the illusion of the possibility and we're staying for that. If, if after 10 years, you know, we're still holding on to the ex, it has nothing to do with the ex. It never has anything to do with another person. It's always about us. If you are holding on to an ex, it is a distraction. It is a productive distraction for you. It may be a distraction that is keeping you from doing the work in, in the mirror that you need to do to understand why you chose that situation and what you need to take away from it so that you can finally let go of it and begin to move forward. So we become very distracted by the things that other people have done to us or other people's stories because we're not ready to look at our own. And so once we have, we start doing the work of big wild love, we begin to understand that, that nothing that happened to us was ever about that other person. And we need to start looking at, you know, we chose that, we understand why we chose it, we understand why we'd stay there. And we had, to, we left, whether we chose it, the other person left, but we survived it. So now let's forgive ourselves for any missteps in the, because really they weren't missteps. We're all on a journey, we're all learning, we're all a work in progress. And let's congratulate ourselves for being able to take those lessons and learn from our mistakes and not never be perfect because we have a 100% failure right there and be able to say, Hey, I am, I am next level strong and I'm going back out to do better. Right? So I think that's why people hold on because it's in their own best. They, they subconsciously believe that it's protecting them from something, from not going out and getting hurt again, whatever it is or having to look at themselves. I wanted to give people a really tangible process for, I wanted to give them something they could really use because letting go is so intangible. It's such a hard concept and it can apply so broadly across so many different areas in so many different ways. So, you know, people say, well, I know I need to let go, but how do I do it? This was a huge question. And so I wanted to give people a very clear idea that they need the big wild love. And here's how you cultivate it. Here's what you need to do to actually get that big wild love that you need. And then once you have it, here are the exact steps to take to let go, but not just to let go because I don't want to leave anybody like free falling in space, like Sandra Bullock and gravity, yeah, you know, like swinging from somewhere. a rope. Well, <laughs> right. Like now what? Okay. I've let go. And now I'm just like walking in circles over here. So I wanted to give them actual 
um, instruction, tangible instruction for how to get to that thing that they want most. But part of that instruction is figuring out what you want most. Every step along the way, the book gives you pretty deep exercises and questions to ask yourself and work to do. So if you are ready to change, if you are ready, wherever you are in the process of divorce, if you are thinking about divorce, you can use these steps to get clarity in terms of what comes next. If you are just past divorce, you can use these steps to make sure that whatever residual pieces you're holding on to, you also get to let go of. And I know you want to talk about this because we don't just let go of a person. We don't just let go of a union or an experience. There's all kinds of things that we have to let go of as part of moving forward. And if you're, you know, five years, 10 years past and you just can't move past it, you're asking the wrong questions and you're lo looking in the wrong places for your answers. And you have to ask yourself first, am I ready to see the truth? Am I ready to forgive myself? Because it's never about forgiving the other person. You know, I hear women say to me like, I don't think I could date again because I don't think I could trust anyone else. There's nothing to do with anyone. Yeah. You don't think you can trust yourself. yourself. To pick the right, right person. And so, right. And to not, and you know, it's not a, it's not a judgment. It's, you know, limiting the things we have from childhood are always calling us home. They're always pulling us, especially when we're in a moment of maybe perceived danger, like change or having to come to a decision because we crave as physiologically, we crave safety. But if we have an awareness of that and we're in that moment and we're being pulled to old choices or old ways of thinking and being, we could say, ah, that's just nature telling me to be safe, but I got me. I'm fine. And I know when I say no and when to say yes. And if I say no to something that is the old way of doing things and it's hard, I also know I'm going to be fine. You know, have a piece of pizza. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> pizza and donuts are go-to. Pizza and donuts. <laughs> That's right. Hey, they'll get you Not through a lot. Not always in that order. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Donuts are dessert. Pizza is dinner. Right. No rules. No. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and that's a, you know, I, I, that's such a great point because the, the, the point of knowing that you are ready to get started. I mean, I, I think for so many people, you know, I interviewed um, Dr. Debbie Silber several episodes ago and she was, that episode was on betrayal. Um, and mm. she said one of the reasons why many people will be stuck in betrayal is that it's it's there's a safety and there's a um, benefit to being that victim. Right. You get a lot of sympathy. Right. Yes, he was a jerk. Right. She was bad. Um, and it's a it's not a comfortable place, but it is comfort in that it's known you're the victim and it's very hard to let go of it. Something that you recognize. And she was talking about sort of the same thing that you're saying when you let go of the betrayal or you mm -hmm. let go of a, a past relationship or you let go of your fears or whatever you're letting go of, um, mm -hmm. you are sort of stepping out into an unknown place. Mm -hmm. but, but the safety yeah. net is there and the safety net is your big wild love for yourself. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's it. I mean, that is really, truly 
Like that and good credit is the meaning of life. (laughs) I mean, you can do anything with good credit. You can do anything can happen with good credit. I mean, but it's really true. And, um, you know, a million years ago, I wrote a column for Shape Magazine where I chronicled my weight loss journey across 12 essays, 12 months. And they gave me access to a body image psychologist. I had her once a month for an hour. She was such a gift. And I remember her saying to me, you know, so many times when we let go of things, like weight, we let go of other people, we let go of friendships, we let go of jobs, we let go of anything that offers us safety and protection, we immediately rush to fill that void. So we look for the next partner or we look for the next, you know, thing to work on to like, we we were addicted to losing weight. Maybe now we're, you know, we're trying not to spend money. Like, and we get consumed by things. We quickly move on to the wrong job, whatever it is. But she said, but you have to sit in the void. You have to sit in that dark void because that is truly where a lot of this big wild love sort of shows up. It's like when you, when you can't go to another place of safety, you quickly learn that you become your own sense of safety. You come to learn that you don't need anything externally to provide that safety. And when you have an understanding of how to let go, that gives you an opportunity to continue to reach back to that big wild love. Like, so for example, my letting go process on step two, I have feel and deal after an epiphany. I actually give people the directive to feel like shit. Like if you have an epiphany and you are letting go of something hard, which is everything when you're letting go, um, you absolutely must get snotty in front of lifetime television for several days on end and have a pity party for one. You have to do it because you have to get those feelings addressed. Otherwise, they manifest in less than ideal ways. And there's a lot of great modalities out there that advocate this like tapping. Yeah. Emotional freedom technique is a great example of that where they talk about like, as you're tapping your points, you know, you're talking that script of poor pitiful me, right? And you're doing this because you must acknowledge those feelings. Only when you do that, then you can move on. And so there's really a space for every, I think, um, human response to loss and grief in that process in a very tangible way. But yeah, the big wild love is really, um, it's really that and credit, I'm telling you. And you have big wild love. And I mean, I, and I've experienced it at, like in situations. I mean, this pandemic is a great example. I mean, it took me this long to spit out my first book. I've been a lifelong writer. And then like, who knew a global pandemic and then like social unrest. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time in the laundry room with, with cookies crying and like having the old talk track when I used to have, when I was dating, you know, well, what's wrong with me? I knew this would never happen for me. I, it happens for everybody else. You know, why do I publish a book in the middle of a pandemic? I can't even do anything. And this is not fair. And like the whole really pathetic talk track that ran through my mind for all the decades I spent poorly dating. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, one day it stopped and then I was like, okay, Moving on Done with that <laughs> right now. Now I have to think, now I just have to like pivot. Got to figure out, got a problem solved now. Yeah. That's all. 
Well, and right? you are but, the you master know, problem solver. <laughs> I spend a lot of time problem solving. <laughs> well, and that's really, you know, at the core right. of, of Big Wild Love. And I, you know, I my favorite part of what we've been able to cover in this episode is I hope that people see that this, the gift in in the book, the gift in letting go is actually finding your big wild love of yourself. And that is really the journey that to living your authentic life, to living your true life, to living the life that you want to live. It's not, you know, so I don't want someone to think, well, it's going out and finding the person who's right. going to fill the void. Like you just said in that, right. Um, it, right. The void is filled from within and that's right. You, your book. Yeah. I think everyone says, after divorce, I think everyone's gotten the advice. Oh, you should be alone for a while so that you can work on yourself and and, you know, find out what went wrong in the next relationship. That's very easy to say. But what do you actually mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. You do what it right. says in Big Wild Love, because this is what's right. going to help you move forward. Right. And, you know, and listen, I mean, if you're at a place where, you know, like I have a very dear friend who had tons of Big Wild Love and then her husband died. You know, so she didn't have that work to do. Right. She didn't have that big wild love, the cultivation of that big wild love to do. So for her, it was figuring out how do I use, how do I move straight into the steps, right? How do I, for letting go so I can move forward. When you, when you do have big wild love, I, I do want people to understand that that really does open up a doorway to a very different life so that it really, first of all, it gives you so much freedom. Like I always say, you know, now I go out into the world when I was dating, it wasn't about, does he, is he going to like me? It was about, am I going to like him? And, you know, is this job going to want to hire me or am I going to want to be part of this organization? Right. We, you start to really look at things differently and then you ultimately draw in the things that you want, the love you want the career you want, the friendships you want, all the other stuff that's not serving you starts to fall away. And then you just wake up one day and you're like, okay, yeah, I did it. The things in my life that I have now are the things I want and I cherish. It's not to say that it's always going to be perfect. There's, there's always going to be stuff, but, um, but when you have the big wild love and then you have the tool of letting go, it's a really powerful combination. It really is. It, It works. It will change your life. It will change your life. It certainly changed mine. That's for sure. Exactly. Well, so I want people to know. So the the book is available on Amazon, both in Kindle, paperback and Mm -hmm. Audible format. Now, I want to tell everybody one of the most important things for authors is that people leave reviews um, when they like. Yes. And podcasters. And and, and we love. (laughs) Yes. Podcasters. We love it when you leave us a review as well. Um, But I, you know, as I said, I've read this book twice. You will. If you want to go look on Amazon, you're going to see all the wonderful things I had to say about this book. But I encourage you to get the book, listen to the book and then leave a review for the book and for Jill. So that other people can find it. Uh, This is the type Mm -hmm. of 
you know, this is the type of find that not to be trite, but that can change your life. Um, I employ mm-hmm. things from this book. We didn't even get a chance. But when you get the book, everyone go look at chapter eight. It's my favorite chapter. It's called the letting go <laughs> hit list. OK, just yes. now, now, you know, you have to go get a copy of it. But Jill, yes. where can people I'm going to put links to the Amazon, to the book, um, to the TED mm-hmm. talk, but tell people about your website and how to get in touch with you. Yeah. So my website is letgoforit.com and you can reach out to me through the website. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at letgoforit. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not, I'm not a good Twitter girl. I don't know what I'm doing there. Me neither. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear if, you know, how the book is helping you, how it's working for you. Subscribe at my email. I'm always putting out new information about where I'll be, any updates to some of the things I'll be offering, coaching services, courses, one-on-ones, uh, contests, giveaways, all those kinds of things. And just let me know how you're doing because I really do, this is the book, I really mean this, that I wish I had when I was 20. You know, I thought I would hear from women over 40. I hear from women all ages. I hear from women in their 50s and 60s who say, I loved it. And then I bought a copy for my daughter. Like, you know, it, it really is about loving yourself and choosing well for yourself. So I love to hear from you, even if it's just, hey, got the book, loved it, hated it. Think you should write about this. Talk about that. This was helpful, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and you do have a a wonderful giveaway for um, listeners of the podcast. Six steps for letting go in a global pandemic. Um, (laughs) I will have a link for that in the show notes for people to go find that. I can't can't wait to see what are we letting go of in everything. Uh, Life as we knew it in a global pandemic. So, well, yeah, yeah. some people really have changed everything. Like everything has changed and all good. Yeah. You know, I I think one of the keys to any difficult process is finding the the positives in it. And uh, Mm -hmm. that includes the the pandemic. And for those who are struggling to let go, you're going to find there are a lot of positives in being able to let go and find your big wild love. So Jill, I'm I'm so happy that we got to finally do this episode. Thank you so much. Yes, me too. Thank you. And everyone, get the book, read the book, leave a review. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.